1: And welcome once again, everybody. Thanks for joining us again on another edition of Poker Action Line. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez. And a lot of stuff going on in the world of poker, including the Poker Masters, which is well underway. Two events out of the seven are in the books. A series of high roller events that is being broadcast on Poker Go. You can pick those uh, those games up on there. They are in a couple of, uh, well, actually one final table and... Event number four is also underway, the short deck tournament that uh, we talked a little bit about last week. So we'll get into some of that. Uh, a little later on the show, uh, we'll talk about the uh, beta testing tournament uh, by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. They're putting on on placeyourchipscaribbean.com. And uh, Joe and I are hoping to play, but uh, that will be on September 18th. We're getting close to that, and uh, we hope that you'll just go check out the site and go ahead and reg- register. Uh, we encourage you to register this week. Uh, that's what uh, the Atlantic West people uh, would hope to happen, uh, not have everybody wait till the last minute uh, when the tournament's just getting set to get underway, but to actually sign up and register for the site. It is a free tournament, and we'll talk about it a little later in the show and a little more uh, details about it, uh, but a chance to win some money. Uh Atlantic West Management putting up the prize money of $1,500, $750 of that for first place. Second place will get $500. 3rd place will get 250 and we'll tell you how you can get in the tournament a chance to win some money just, just for playing poker like you probably normally do on a regular basis, maybe not for money. But uh, here you won't have to pay for anything, and you have a chance to win some money if you're one of the top three finishers. But we'll get to that a little and bit.
0: And as we've said in previous shows leading up to this, Dave, uh, you know, the, our sponsor is, is, you know, very grateful for people signing up, as you said, for the beta testing and trying to work out any kinks, uh, you know, and getting feedback from the players that play in this, and that's why they're offering up this free prize pool, but uh, even if you don't win any of the prize pool money, you are getting a yearly membership to the site, you know, and, and which uh, just about to blast off with that, um, so you will get something for just for playing even if you don't come in the top 3 positions for a cash prize exactly and as
1: we've talked about over the over the months and weeks of the show that it's a site where you can play poker and earn more lottery tickets uh with your membership you automatically get 50 lottery tickets each week for the weekly drawing and a chance to win some money there, but you can turn your 50 tickets into more simply by going using a couple of them to go play poker and uh, coming cashing out and, and buying more my lottery tickets with that with those chips. So uh, we'll talk more about that when we get to uh, second part of the show uh, after the first break. But we do want to talk about the Poker Masters, which is going on at the Aria Casino out at uh, in Las Vegas. The uh, Aria Poker Room, uh, one of the nicest poker rooms. Uh, have you been there, Joe? Yeah, I, I walked past it uh, a little over a week ago. Okay, <laughs> I know, know, know you were out there. Yeah, I, I was out seeing. there. Yes. Uh, nice merchandise too. Uh, you did pick up an Aria jacket? No,
0: I did not. No, I did not.
1: <laughs> I have to buy. Anytime I go someplace, I have to buy a souvenir. So uh, that's one of those things. Anyway, uh, two events are in the books, and uh, the early star of this tournament is a guy who lives here in South Florida, Brandon Adams. Uh, he won event number two, which was the 25K No Limit Hold'em event, uh, collecting 400000 for that. And in event number one, David Peters was the champion, uh, but uh, Brandon Adams made that final table as well. So uh, he is off to a great start in this tournament. Uh, the person who collects the most points out there wins a purple jacket. Which I don't know if you'll ever wear again, but uh, <laughs> hey, what can you say? Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: you know what I do have to say? I didn't see him on this particular visit, but on my, one of my other visits to uh, to Vegas that I walked by, the the poker room, I did see uh, the actor Brad Gilbert uh, oh, did you? playing poker there. Brad? And For people who don't know who Brad Gilbert is. No, Brad Garrett. Uh, I'm sorry, Brad Garrett. Ex- Brad Gilbert's uh, a bra- tennis coach. Tennis coach, I'm sorry. Brad Garrett, Six all six foot, seven, eight of them. Uh, playing there, for those of you who don't know who he is, he played uh, Raymond's brother, and everybody loves Raymond.
1: Yeah, he's been on the show before, uh, had uh, a big role in a big uh, poker tournament over at the uh, Seminole Hard Rock a couple of years ago, and was very gracious, and is an absolute scream.
0: And let me tell you something, by coincidence, that night we went to his comedy club, which happens to be at the MGM, right. down, down below, and, you know, when you saw him on the show, you think that's his persona, That's his. that's how he is as a person, you're going to be in for quite a shock <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if you ever hear him do his I'm comedy. I'm sure he's routine. a very
1: dirty act, but uh, yeah. a lot of guys are like that. Uh, yeah, uh, who's the other one like that? Bob Saget is like that as well.
0: So, I was, uh, you know, I did not expect that and uh it, but he was he had us in tears. So,
1: anyway, uh this uh, this uh series is basically made for the PokerGo app. Uh I guess is the best place to go to see it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of other TV coverage outside of that. But uh, if you have the Poker Go app, you can watch some uh, great guys, uh, great players. Negron, playing, Jason Kuhn, Jake Schindler, all the big name uh, guys that are uh, playing in the high roller events. And uh, event number two was won by Adams. Jared Jaffe was second, and Jake Schindler did finish third. The opening event won by David Peters, who was the Player of the Year uh, a couple years ago. Uh, Brian Green finished second, Rainer Kempe was third, and Brandon Adams was fourth. So uh, a lot of great players out there, great action. If you enjoy watching poker, I would suggest you pick up that PokerGo app. Uh, it's just like $10 a month, so uh, and you get a lot of great events, a lot of really good documentaries and interview shows that you can watch uh, from the past, and uh, great stuff. So check that out if you get a chance. But we're going to be following that because that's the biggest thing going on in poker this week. Uh, the Borgata gets underway with their tournament uh, this weekend, and they will have the WPT uh, main event in about eh, about two weeks. Uh, also, there'll be a uh, WSOP circuit event down here that starts uh, in a day or so uh, down here in South Florida at the uh, Coconut Creek Casino, Seminole Hard Rock Coconut Creek, and uh, there's all kinds of stuff. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on some of that as well.
0: So, In other words, you're saying it's a little busy in the poker world? Well, it's always busy. <laughs> it's all, you know that. It's yeah. always busy. Uh,
1: a few things to talk about tonight. Uh, uh, there's some rumors going around that at some point the uh, WSOP might leave uh, the Rio. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit. Uh, Pennsylvania Online is getting closer and closer. The uh, different uh, organizations are uh, getting their... Uh, Regulations in line, and that will be probably uh, online very shortly. I would say in the next month or two, and that will make the fourth state online. All over the country, we're seeing sports betting uh, kicking off. Mississippi last week, and and a, f- a few others are heading out there as well. So uh, a lot of excitement, really, and uh, I think we'll talk about a few of these things tonight. Uh, we'll tell you about our tournament, uh tournament uh, run by uh, Atlantic West Management at uh, uh, Joe and I will hope to play in next Tuesday, the September the 18th. We'll talk about that as well uh, as we run through the course of the show. Um, high roller poker, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that. I mean, this was something that was pretty rare, really. There would always be like a couple big events here and there. But now there's a whole group of guys, and you, I just kind of wonder... How much is their money, and how much is uh, guys on the side that do nothing but stake people in some of these high roller events?
0: I, I don't think we're ever going to get a clear answer to that. You know, um, we have noticed, like this year, I'm, I'll give you an example. Uh, what I believe has happened is, you know, people see these poker players playing, and you know, like the the, the big one for one drop million dollar, you know, one point 1. 1, $1. one million dollars is the entry fee. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, this was, what, the first year that they didn't get the 48 that they've kind of right. capped that number at? We've spoken about, you know, the uh, the, the Gus Hansen and, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Sean Deeb. and Sean Deeb, how they played a satellite for the last spot. And there was a million in cash for the person who came in second in the tournament, entry tournament, and they decided to do a deal amongst themselves. No matter how good you are as a poker player, a million-dollar entry fee for a tournament is a lot a lot of money. You know, and that can eat up I don't care the best of bankrolls that can eat that up if you don't if you don't cash in, in that tournament, okay? And um I would imagine that most of the top name poker players there are getting backed. You know, they're they're not coming in with a million dollars of their own money. I, I, I just I, I just can't see that right for these guys. So this year that number Went drastically down. If I'm not mistaken, I, I'm trying to remember the exact number, but uh, that went down, and I think that's because of the sp- they didn't get that sponsor out there. You know, and when you say these deep stacks, I would imagine almost all of these people are, you know, getting back back by some wealthy person who sees them as obviously a wise investment. We've discussed this in the past many years ago when Jason Mercier was backing a uh, couple of guys who had not been doing well and then after that article came out they took off, um, right, right. you know. So I, I would imagine that it's somewhere in the 70 to 80% range where they're getting some form of backing if not all of it from these people for these big big, you know, tournaments like this and possibly even the big money games. It's just a lot of money, you know. You know, if you're worth ten million dollars, if that's your actual money in your account, in your bank account, those are the zeros that you that you actually own. You're playing in half a million million dollar live games or, or tournaments, and you don't you run them just a little bad, uh, you know. I, I guess what do you do? Because your mind has to start working on that. That's a lot of money to be. I, I guess it's
1: different for everybody. You might have guys like Negranu that might, uh, you know uh trade off half of their buy-in they might buy half the half the buy-in themselves and then you might have other people uh that want to collect all the money have confidence in their abilities that might have just about the entire thing but i think more common is guys who are playing they're just basically poker horses uh they play in these events uh thousand thousand dollar buy buy-in they don't have to put up a cent they're playing for these other people, and then right. they tell you, well, if you win or, uh, or whatever you win, we'll give you 10%, and you don't even have to have any
0: risk at all. So
1: that would be a great Without thing to Without
0: have. a makeup number, yeah, that would be great. I don't know if 10% is something that they would want to do it at because, you know, I spoke to um, the gentleman who came, who bubbled with uh, Mark Newhouse the first year when it was fours against fives that he played. Oh, uh, Turiansky? I, I, yes. Alex, Alex Turiansky. Alex, and real nice guy used to play you know how to, where I was working before and he goes you know people will do that but he goes if you're a top name uh tournament player you know if you you believe your skill levels you may sell somebody may buy you know 50% of the buy-in for 40% of the action right so you're you know you're earning an extra 10% there by by that and sometimes they'll sell it that way you know two people buy 50% for a between them for 80% of the action players free rolling for the 20% that he will earn okay. uh if for whatever he cashes now again you know we we've we've you know talked about this in, in previous shows uh you know over the over the last few years um sometimes it's with a makeup you know sometimes you got one big backer who's looking to you know ride you out through good and bad until till you run that streak similar to what Jason did right. with this gentleman and you know the agreement is a little different you know yeah he buys in here and there, and you don't cash finally in the third or fourth fifth tournament, you've built up maybe seventy eighty a hundred thousand dollars of entry fees that you have in cash, and then all of a sudden you 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 know you do cash and um you know all of, you know now you gotta pay that back right for that player so you know we've tried to ask some of our guests in the past, no one really wants to open up about that, and I don't blame 'em you know no one wants to make public what their deals are. But um you know uh I d th- I don't think you would see as many entrants and as many of these high roller tournaments at least without a lot of backers out there. I just don't see you know, somebody like you mentioned Daniel Daniel Negrano, somebody like him, um is getting sponsor money, is getting revenue, Phil Helmuth, you know, from, from, from other you know, other venues in the poker world they may be more apt to doing this on their own because, you know, they, they have, like I said, revenue coming in from other aspects of, uh, you know, being sponsors and, and maybe being business owners and, and some of these things that we've seen, some of these sites that train people like our friend at um, um, uh, Porter. Uh, Rep Porter. Rep Porter, you know, it all depends on how their income is is streaming into them i would imagine but still it's just so much money you know they they always tell you you shouldn't re- risk more than a small percentage of your bankroll so think about it when you if you're playing in a uh, even in a hundred thousand dollar tournament okay these high roller tournaments you know th- if that's a small percentage that means you would have to have like a 15 million dollar bankroll it's a lot of money for for even for some of the top name pl- poker players right absolutely uh, the Borgata. I did mention
1: that. Uh, I did want to tell you that uh, the opening event uh, had a had a nice turnout. Uh, 3,106 players played. They had several opening days, obviously, and they ended up with a four-way chop uh, between Daniel Park, Justin Leeds, Jacob Nauman, and Donnie Maloney. So they're allowing they're up to event number ten. Uh, in that tournament and uh, the main event will begin on September the 16th. So that's the big one that the WPT will show on their Season uh, 17 broadcast as uh, that season seems to move along very quickly. And uh, that's always a very popular event up there. I know uh, our friend Will the Thrill Fiela has won some many big events up there. And uh, we'll get a chance to uh, see that later in the year. Anyway, let's take our first break on the program. Uh, When we return, we'll uh, talk a couple of things. I did want to talk a little bit about this uh, November referendum that's going to go on here in Florida involving uh, whether or not the voter will be able to make decisions on the expansion of gambling and that sort of thing. So we'll talk about some of that when we come back. And we'll also mention uh, the Atlantic West Management Group's uh, special tournament when we return. So let's take our first break on the show. Listening to Poker Action Line, we come to you every week here from South Florida. You can always pick us up on iTunes, on uh, SoundCloud, on the PokerFuse podcast page, the Hold'em Radio Network, and uh, the PokerFuse, I I said the PokerFuse podcast page, but also uh, other podcast venues that uh, you may get stuff, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, anything, uh, really. Just search Poker Action You can pick up the show every week. We'll be back with more of the show when we come back, and we'll get back with you then after these messages.
0: This is Poker Action Live. with sound mind and body that I, James Fredericks III, after fighting with all direct family members for decades, leave my entire fortune of 32 million dollars to the one friend I had in the end, the package delivery guy, Matt Songer.
1: Woohoo! Yeah! I had a feeling about this. Uh-huh. I'm Rich! Oh, this cannot be happening. Actually, it's not happening. What? And it never will.
0: I don't get it. There aren't even people here. That's just one of those murmuring sound effects. Seriously? Listen, if you want to have money in your future, don't rely on luck.
1: Put ten bucks away each month. Cook once in a while instead of eating out. Okay. Pay down your high-interest credit cards. Right. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. So, no inheritance? Uh, no. Go to feedthepig.org for more free ideas. Feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the ICE Council. And just to be clear, no inheritance, right? WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the
0: NHRA Drag Racing Series. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com
1: Welcome back, Big Dave and Joe, Poker Action Line. Uh, did want to let you know about the two tournaments that are going on in the Poker Masters at the ARIA right now. Uh, the $10,000 short deck event. Is uh, one that we talked a little bit about last week. They play with a deck that's uh, removed the do- deuces through fives, right? And so you have thirty-six cards in the deck instead of fifty-two. And there's a, a lot of people seem to really order. enjoy. It's a
0: different Yeah, a order. change
1: in, in uh, what wins hands. Uh, basi- Flushes basic
0: beat full houses. Right. That's the big one.
1: And, and straight, three of a kind. And straight beats and three, of three, of three of a kind.
0: No, three of a kind beats the straight. straight
1: correct. Correct. Uh, so that's a reversal there. Anyway, they're playing that tournament now. There are 20 entries, 27 entries, I should say, uh, 24 players still left alive. Uh, it's kind of an overlap of event number three, which is at the final table now. But uh, Justin Laguerre, chip leader, and uh, Maurice Hawkins is playing, doing pretty well in this one as well. Justin Bonomo, Sam Soverell, uh David Peters, and a whole list of uh, some of the top players in the world playing that short deck tournament right now. Uh, event number three, $25,000 uh, Pot Limit Omaha Tournament. So, again, this is uh, high roller with some new games and uh, pretty interested. You can probably watch that final table, uh, well, right now as far as when we're doing the show. And uh, if you pick the show up right after it's posted, you probably still can catch some of that yeah. on Poker Go. But uh, chip leader in this one, uh, they're down to the final five players, Jonathan Deppa. Uh, who I've never heard of, but he is playing and leading this tournament. Ben Yu, who was here at the Hard Rock a couple of weeks ago, he is in second, Ike Haxton. And Brandon Adams made another final table. So the the South Florida resident uh, off
0: to a great start in the race for the Purple Jacket. Now, let me tell you, there's so many great poker players here in South Florida that I think we can make that comment almost every week in big tournaments around the country and the world. Uh, Anyway, uh, NFL season underway,
1: so there's a lot of excitement because of the new sports betting. And we're wondering how poker will uh, benefit from that. Uh, Online poker uh, doesn't seem to be getting the jolt that a lot of people thought it would. Uh, Online betting now available in a lot of states. And uh, online in certain places where you can uh, make these mobile bets, uh, including at games. That's going to change that quite a bit. But uh, we had hoped that uh, online poker would get a real shot in the arm, but thus far it hasn't happened. Although I think it will eventually.
0: It, it, it. I honestly believe it will eventually. You know, there are some people who are still kind of like punishing the big sites for what happened when, you know, they
1: they didn't pay their money. They back. didn't pay their <laughs> right.
0: You know, and how everything was handled back then. So, um, like I said, I, I, eventually I think it will definitely come. Adding. Pennsylvania and getting these people like Nevada and Delaware, which are already commingling their their players. If you can add Pennsylvania and New Jersey to it, you know, all of a sudden, you know, people see how well that is working out. Hopefully, it'll work out real well. And just like the online, you know, sports betting now that's happening, it'll start to roll a little bit more and hopefully help that. It's a shame we can't get, you know, a state like California and New York to get on board with this. Uh, I believe that once those two dominoes fall, you know, the states everything, are, will start everything to else will start just you know following behind it.
1: Well, let's. Uh, I want to get back to this Florida referendum on casino gaming that's coming up in this November. Uh, start to look ahead to that, but uh, before we do, we'll tell you about Atlantic West's uh, special tournament that's free to enter. This will take place on September the eighteenth, which is a Tuesday night. Uh, it starts at 8 p.m. You have until 9 p.m. Eastern Time to enter. So I uh, remember we're basing it on Eastern Time. But uh, it's only going to be a three-hour tournament uh, at, ma- at max. At max. Uh, if the, There's not that many people that do sign up, and uh, we're hoping we get as many as we can. But uh, that the, uh, there's a lot of people uh, talking about it, and uh, not a, hasn't been a lot of action of people signing up. But we're hoping that they do and uh joe and i will be playing we can't win any prizes but we uh we would like to see and meet some of the people uh i don't think there's a chat box on the game but uh we'll uh we'll have to, to check out that um but uh it should be
0: interesting and i think it'll be a lot of fun don't you i do and you know like you said it's uh, we're beta testing this we're trying to see fix any bugs that it may have get your ideas on it for the people who are playing in it uh, like we mentioned in the last segment uh you know just for participating you're gonna earn a yearly membership which is worth twenty nine ninety five to the site that allows you to get you know uh, lottery tickets towards their big prize and uh it should be fun it should be a lot of fun um it's a new concept, obviously, and uh we're hoping that our listeners you know sign up. We do have a promo code number that you do have to enter. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's what is it? Forty-eight, fifty-two, fifty-sixty-six. Correct. Very yeah, good. Yeah, you like that, Howard? i see seeing the numbers <laughs> in my head, <laughs> so, so, which is a good thing because <laughs>
1: they didn't bring the written really There you written go. Note yeah, I
0: d- we've been mentioning it for the last couple of shows, and my mind somehow these things stick to it. But yes, you have to go in there, put that number in, so you're registered for this special tournament, and uh, you know, just get in there, folks. Like I said worst case scenario you're going to get a membership for a year to the site where you'll get 50 lottery tickets as a minimum to play and you can play during during the weeks and try to earn more lottery tickets to 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 the you know to the drawing at the end of the week uh more details as to how that that is going to be handled will will be coming forth once our our sponsor lets us know about that And uh, just have fun, you know. Hopefully there is a chat box and you can talk to Dave and I on the chat box as we play. Um, We are not going to be eligible for any of the prizes. So if we do happen to finish in one of the top three spots, it will just move up the other players into those positions. Well, they are certainly
1: encouraging people to go this week. It's not, obviously we're ten days away as we do the show here. But by the time you hear the show, it will be less than a week away. But go right in, just check out the site, see what they have to offer as far as what this uh, benefit to the Caribbean education programs is going to be. Uh, how you can win money on the in the lottery uh, drawing each Sunday. All the information's on there, so check it out ahead of time. Just go ahead and register. It's nothing It's free. And then uh, the day of the tournament, there'll be a place for you to fill in this uh, promo code on PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. its 48525066 48525066 So that's uh, the one you'll use on Tuesday, September the 18th at 8 p.m. You'll have until 9 p.m. Eastern time to enter, and the tournament will end at 11 o'clock if there's still players playing. Uh, otherwise, the first top three prizes will be given out uh, if, uh, We actually have a winner the last couple right, of people right if, if we have one player eliminated. standing
0: that eliminates the the, le, the next to last person the top 3 players will who will have finished in that order will collect the uh, the cash prize
1: 750 for first
0: 500 for second 250
1: for third and uh obviously no matter how well we how well um, they're able to draw people into this game, there's going to be a pretty good chance for you to win a prize if you play well.
0: And have some fun, you know. Uh, And, again, we're hoping, Dave, to have the uh, top three uh, finishers uh, join us on the air for a little bit just to get their ideas of what they thought of the tournament. Uh, what they think of the software and any other questions we may have for them or they may have for us that hopefully we can answer or our sponsor can answer. I'll
1: give out my email if you have uh, any questions about this and want to find out a little bit more. Dave Big Lem, D A V E B I G L E M, at gmail.com. And I'll uh, get right back to you uh, this week if you have any questions, if you forgot the code, if you don't know where to go on the site. And you have a few questions about that, I can answer those questions for you. So uh, drop me an email, Dave Big DaveBigLem at gmail.com. So uh, looking forward to that. And uh, as we move forward here in the program tonight, a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, Pennsylvania moving along very quickly. And uh, we had talked a few weeks ago. I don't know if people have heard uh Uh, Kind of correct the uh, misunderstanding that a lot of people were not signing up because the taxation was so high. And it is high. Uh, But there have been uh, nine of the 12 casinos in uh, Pennsylvania have applied for a site, an online site. So that should be kicking off soon. Um, Probably the top one will be Parks, uh, would be my guess. Uh, Harrah's in Chester. Is one of the major ones. Have they made an adjustment to that taxation? No, I don't think they have, but you know, uh, because
0: you know, we had similar scenario with the slot machines here, with Governor Bush, who, who was you know, uh, somebody who was staunchly against expanding gambling in the state of Florida, and you know, once once the state voted it in, and then each county, uh, Broward and Dade County voted it in, uh, you know, he taxed that at at a brutal fifty percent, which stopped. A place that we that you're working at, that I was working at, Dania, from um, the Borgata, uh, Boyd Industries, Boyd Gaming, you know, had bought out the place, thinking that it would have been at a decent percentage. And you know, my guess is uh, Governor Jeb Bush did it because he wanted to try to deter this as much as possible. Right. And Boyd Gaming decided it wasn't worth the, the the bother of of doing that because they said it would take them over 20 years to get their investment back yeah. for what they wanted to do. You know, th- these politicians have to realize that the quicker they get this up and settle that at the right numbers, they're still going to make so much money. They just got to get this thing rolling instead of being so damn greedy. Right. Uh,
1: the top three, by the way, I did mention Parks. Uh, they're associated with a uh, software supplier named GAN. Uh, Mount Airy Casino is uh, associated with Poker Stars. And Harrah's uh, Philadelphia is uh, a Caesars uh associated property with the World Series of Poker-branded online. Poker site, 888 uh, supplies their software. But they're all going to uh, There's a lot of, be a lot of good places that get online, including uh, Sugar House. Uh, Matt Glantz works for Sugar House now. The Rivers Casino in Pittsburgh, uh, both those uh, casinos are tied in with Poker Night in America. So uh, there'll be a lot of uh, uh, promotions going on across the way, and uh, we'll see what happens. But that should be coming soon.
0: Well, let me tell you, Dave, I don't know if you remember the early start of poker, online poker. You know, you, you, you had certain people had, you know, their, the, the the start of their software for this, and it's grown, and it's gotten better and better as the years have gone on. But other people entered, and they were able to put skins on it to increase the, um, what was the word, the liquidity that our friend Randy Casper always used. Right. I love that word, the liquidity of this. and. I don't know if they're doing that in New Jersey and Nevada because, you know, like you just mentioned, the different people who are supplying the software to the different casinos. That's real nice, you know, but if they could co-mingle them all and work out a percentage as to how these people did this, you know, with the skins, I know a percentage of the rake would be going to the places – I think would make this even better because I, I I remember the numbers at the very beginning weren't that great because you had to choose and eventually uh, you know through attrition it gets down to like the best one or two, and I don't know where that leaves the other casinos and all of that. And uh, if you start that off where they can do that, where every site has their own, you sign them up through your casino and they play. They're playing players from other casinos. You know everybody's going to win. The, the casinos and the players are both are all both going to win because. It's just going to be better for both of them. Right, absolutely. Uh,
1: one place where uh, casino gambling uh not really taking off uh, is uh, Massachusetts, which uh, did open a casino at Springfield, and uh, they have now uh, been trying to move forward on the Wynn Casino, which is being built in Everett, which is a northern suburb of Boston. But uh, a lot of problems there, especially uh, since Steve Wynn, uh, kind of ran into the Me Too movement, right? And, uh, uh, basically resigned not long ago, but they were supposed to open next year in mid 2019. They spent over 1.4 billion dollars of their original 2.2 2 price tag, and uh, just can't seem to get things on uh, off and and running because uh, in what aspect? Well, Dave? they're 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 having trouble getting. Certified by the government of Massachusetts, and there uh, there have been a lot of problems, a contentious battle between the city and uh, the wind casino, a um, lot of problems, and uh, it seems that uh, this place may be sold now before they even get it off the ground.
0: Well, you know, it's funny how I mentioned about Jeb Bush and the government here. It's uh, you know when the politicians get involved i would imagine it's also probably do more to uh taxes you know how they're going to you know get that money out there and then they just want to i remember here going through the uh logistics of getting licensed just the inspection and you know the ridiculousness of how they went through all of this because these people really didn't have any i would I just want to say no experience as to how to properly do this and I don't know if they've hired people from Vegas or Atlantic City which have been the the two staples of casinos for for you know the last 40 years when when Atlantic City joined the 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 Vegas back in the 70s I'd love to hear this but you, can you imagine you invested 1.4 billion dollars and now you're looking to sell it yeah you know when I mentioned Boyd Gaming over here they 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 took a, they took a nice little loss uh, you know, and they were happy to get the heck out of here. Yeah, I know. So, you know,
1: well, uh, the the trouble came when uh, Steve Wynn uh, uh, had some sexual allegations, uh, misconduct in in 2005, and actually paid off a settlement of 1 point, or I'm sorry, 7.5 million. And uh, there's other lawsuits out there, including the Mohegan Sun, which is uh, something that we'll talk about later. A lot of Places that are established do not want the competition and they'll do anything to try to fight uh, people cutting into their money. So uh, there's lots of problems there. The uh, Massachusetts Gaming Commission is now talking about seriously yanking their license that they approved because it was based on uh, the suitability and integrity of uh, the win as, uh, as a licensee. And uh, they feel it's a black mark on their uh, gaming uh, situation in the state if they allow them to go forward. So lots of problems there. Uh, you know, there's lots of talk uh back in two thousand fourteen about how they were gonna supply four thousand jobs and uh two hundred sixty million in tax revenue and now um uh, the it's just basically dropping off the map here and uh the wind resorts stock fell to a fifty two week low this week.
0: Yeah, wow. Wow. Well <laughs> I don't even know what to say with that, yeah. Dave. I mean it's just, you know, we're seeing this all over the all over the uh, the country with with this uh, people and big CEOs and a lot of different companies uh, having issues with this. So um, maybe it is best if they sell it and just get the hell out of there and get somebody else another yeah. group in there. But I wouldn't doubt it. Like you said, with the uh, with Foxwoods and uh, the Mohegan Sun, probably trying to. Try to Hang on throw to as much got. as much gasoline on that fire as possible. Absolutely, because I'm sure they're drawing a tremendous amount of people from Massachusetts into their casinos.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's take a break on the show. Uh, when we return, I want to get into this referendum down here in, in Florida. Uh, you know, I know that a lot of people around the world, around the country, listen to the program and maybe feel like we talk a little too much about Florida, but uh, this is where our roots are, and, of course, uh, we know a lot about it. And this is going to have a big effect on things here in town. So uh, we will go ahead and talk about that when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line. We'll be back with more of the show after these messages from Big Dave and Joe.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
1: The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. The odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year.
0: Hey, how ya doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. If you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you.
1: Announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the program, Big Dave and Joe. And, uh, again, I wanted to discuss this thing here in South Florida. Um, We've mentioned it before, and kind of wonder if people have looked into it that much. I mean, the basic premise of it seems to be something that people would approve Immediately, and that's a—it's called Amendment Three. It's going to be on the ballot in November, and according to the description, would give the exclusive right to decide whether to authorize casino gambling to the Florida voters, as opposed to the, the legislature, legislature, which basically does nothing every year and can get nothing done. So this is, seems to be an obvious uh, no-brainer, but uh, it would take the power uh, on, to decide on this issue uh, from the. Local areas, uh, obviously, they have local governments that may or may not decide, and put the decision to all the citizens in the state. The amendment will require that 60% of Florida voters would have to approve of uh, the uh, casino initiatives before they would be allowed. And as it mentions in the story, that's kind of an unheard number in that this really is. polarized community that we have now.
0: Yeah, that you know that that's their way of trying to control it because remember the state has that control over the the gambling pact that, that we have with the Seminoles. Yeah, you understand, and, and and I think this is based on, I don't know what the county is up in Jacksonville and in West Palm Beach, but these counties have had votes already that the citizens have said of those counties that they we want, want slot machines. Yeah, we want, want you know we gambling. want whatever whatever's allowed in Broward and Dade County, Miami Dade County, that's what they want. And I think they've seen this. But like you said, uh, again, another way to circumvent how this thing is, is by making a ridiculous number of 60%. I remember when the – do you remember the numbers? It was – I think the write-in vote is what got the amendment that allowed Miami-Dade and Broward to vote for the slot machines because it was barely over 50%. And and the write-in votes uh, is what carried the state because they didn't think it would pass. Right. Uh, Well – uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, that will be
1: on the ballot, and uh, the uh, story behind it really is the opposition to it is coming from two places. I would imagine the Seminoles and Disney. Yeah.
0: How, exactly. how how close am I? Is that both exactly. of them?
1: Of twenty seven million dollars that have been put into the uh, support uh, of Amendment Three, twenty six million is come from Disney and the Seminoles. Now, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Seminole Tribe and what they've done for uh, poker in South Florida and other places. You know, for a long time I worked in the uh and didn't like the Indians because, you know, I, I didn't feel like uh, I thought they were getting an uh, unlevel playing field, and it was a tough shake for the Paramutuals. But I've kind of changed my uh, thoughts over the years because they've done such a tremendous job. They have an advantage, but they've taken adva- good advantage of it and made uh top-notch decisions as far as bringing great poker to the state. Well, they have,
0: but Dave, I, I think that's also due to the fact that especially down here I, I I would you know, we know Tampa, you know, Tampa has some some poker uh, mutuals in their area, but the main hard rock right down here, right it right in our back door, 5 minutes from where we sh- where we do the show here, okay? They have done a beautiful job. There is absolutely no doubt the reason that they've had to do something like that is because they still have some competition and you know for you and I you're you're still in the paramutual working for the paramedical industry I've been in that for 20 plus years already without that level playing field you know it's made it a lot more difficult for other people who have jobs in all these other places sure. and yeah I, I listen I've never had a problem with competition. I know they don't want it because they're, they're raking in so much money, and none of us other outside of the state, they're not releasing numbers, I would imagine, per their agreement. We don't know how much money they're making, but we do know that they are making a lot, a lot of money. And I don't know if that's fair. You know, uh, These paramutuals have constantly been given tax dollars to the state, an unreal amount of tax dollars, which I didn't know right. until uh, an amendment was made in the late 90s, early 2000s, um and i don't know if that's 100% fair i think that by allowing the power mutuals to to try to compete with them will only make their product that much better because they're going to want to attract the players over into their room and into their casino so you know yeah they've done a great job with it but I think it's based also because there's a lot of competition around them. Within, within what, 25, 30 miles, you got six, seven casinos?
1: Yeah, well, the question is, if it does pass and there's a push for some sort of destination casino... Say MGM uh, is able to open one, that would seriously cut into the revenue for the for the Seminole Hard Rock.
0: Well, it will, but that by that being said, they probably will stop giving the state any kind of tax dollars that they're giving them now for the pack, right? Because now they won't have exclusive rights to it. Uh, destination casino, uh, the only way that that's going to work, Dave, because we've already seen how this state works and how it does in California. Uh, how do you pick one destination for it? You know. The, the state of Florida has a coastline on each side of it, and they all would love to have one. Maybe not every city, but all the big ones would love to have, um, you know, a, a major casino, uh, you know, on the beach. And I can't even imagine how successful they would be with our weather and everything else. Look look at the poker industry already here with that. Can you imagine if, if we had something like, a, you know, one or two big casinos, like you know, Vegas-style casinos down here? It's uh, the Seminoles already almost that, and they're in the, they're inland, they're right in the center, and they're making unbelievable amounts of money. So yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see how that's going to work. I would love it, but I don't know how that's going to work with everybody fighting for them to have it. Well, d- there's
1: no question how powerful Disney Corporation is up in Orlando, and how uh, how successful they've been in keeping. A direct competition out of their area there's just no poker in orlando or that whole county
0: well my guess is they will probably write something into like they've done with with the with the slots in the poker day where each city you know has to vote on it and you know with that being said they've never been able to get the poker room in in orlando uh... And I don't think Disney will allow any casinos to be in there. But if Tampa has it, you know that's what an hour ride from, from Orlando, uh, give or take. I, again, I think it's the family wholesome fun that they don't want the casinos and you know all the negativity that's that you know comes with people who are against casinos. But I, I don't see them suffering to be honest with you. Uh, you know, D- Disney draws people from all over the world for their children. Right And honestly, I've always said that if casinos open up in the state of Florida, Dave, I've had this conversation with many people who have argued the other point. I said, can you imagine somebody who's coming here instead of Vegas? Now you can bring your kids here, and guess what? The casinos will be more than happy to either fly them limo them up to orlando for the day or two put them up in one of the better hotels over there one of the disney hotels and pay for them to go to disney so their 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 family can go and enjoy it with the kids while dad is gambling you know at one of the casinos or even dad can join them before he comes back and gambles there's a lot of ways that you could can get a that disney will earn even more money in my opinion from this
1: well we'll see uh i i uh you know this will bring things to a head and i think there's enough dissatisfaction with uh the legislature that has dragged their feet over the
0: years that this possibly could pass 60% is a hard number it Dave. is a hard number but it's it's, it's, it's passed a hard before. number 55 is a hard number but that one could have been made made possible uh you know putting that 60 is almost like saying yeah okay yeah we we're, we're going to see how much you really want to do this and again you've got so many other counties Way north of here that are so against uh, any form of gambling that I just don't see how they're going to reach 60%. Yeah, I, that's, that's I mean I certainly hope they do because I think that will change the landscape of Florida as far as the gambling landscape. It'll change it for the whole country. To be honest with you, in my opinion, uh,
1: one other thing I want to mention before we take our last break is uh, this article that I read. Kind of, there's a new. Uh, uh, column that is located in card player and it's uh, by a female dealer that answers some questions Uh, and she got a question about washing the deck and this is something that uh, you would have some knowledge about but uh, it was basically the question was how do dealers feel when a disgruntled player at their table asks them to wash the deck and uh, explain what washing
0: the deck is and how you feel about it okay well washing the deck is a part of the procedures should be part of every dealer's procedure. Every third or fourth hand, you give you have what they call a mini wash, and a you know a major wash, a one of those washes. And a wash, folks, for those of you who are listening to us and don't really understand that, is when the dealer kind of gets Spread, all the cards, the cards and just out. starts mixing it them up. You know, getting his hands rotating in different directions to give the cards a very good mix. They are facing down, you know, so you only see the, the backs of the cards. You know, you can't see what suits are. And they give them, you know, a major wash. Um, a mini wash is you're kind of taking the deck that you have, okay? You're taking the deck that you have and with the muck that you've got and you kind of just, you know, do a little mix. It's not a whole thing. It's kind of like you're shuffling the cards again a little bit and then getting them up. And people ask you, you know, many customers ask you to give the cards a wash the uh, the only time anybody's going to ask you to give the cards a wash uh is someone who's not running very well at the time right they think you know that the the deck you know like i said uh gamblers in general are very superstitious <laughs> as i like to say um and that's what they do but guess what doing a wash is part of most houses procedures whether it's every three or four hands every five hands you know, and then you go from there. And um, I I never had a big deal with it. You know, uh, uh, that, what was her remark? Well, her this?
1: report, her, her point was that in cash games, uh, it can be annoying because it wastes time that could be used to get out more hands uh, and therefore make more tips in tournament play. Most dealers don't really care because they get paid the same no matter how many uh, hands they produce.
0: Yeah, so she's looking at it from an an individual standpoint of, yes, it does delay it a little bit. But come on, you're sitting down for 30-minute downs. You may lose a hand, an hour. I mean, you know, a half hour. Yes, you know, in the long haul, that could cost you money. But guess what? If you upset the customers and there's no game, then you don't have anybody to deal to. It's just... Part of the job that you have to do, and like I said, in most places that's how it's you know that the, it's part it should be part of your procedure it's part of how i've taught many you know hundreds of dealers that i've trained in my lifetime it it's to keep the game fair you know now, I just had you know when I taught my people that mini wash it's 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 supposed to be a much smaller range of that, but I would just grab a couple of cards, and i don't know how what you call this just. Kind of shuffle them in my hand to mix them up a little bit with the uh, with the with the stub that's left as I'm picking things up, mixing them up and down. That's kind of giving a mini wash. Sometimes if you do that, players don't ask you for a major wash. But guess what? Any any game that I've ever been involved in, sooner or later, they're going to ask for it. Now, if it's asked for very frequently then you can put a stop to it. But here's the other thing that they do to you, Dave, and I'm sure, Did she, I don't know if she answered that in her, her question there, is they want a new setup, which delays the game even more. Now you're going to lose two hands easily because you've got two decks. You put one of them in there, but now you got to go through the spreading procedure, checking the front Counting and back, the and then doing the wash with the cards. Okay. So as you wait for the, the your supervisor to bring you a, a new setup, two new decks that are set up, That'll, that bothered me more. So most places have a scenario where you can only ask for a new setup once a once down.
1: Well, her point is that some players think washing the deck is going to change their luck.
0: But exactly. she, said, she says,
1: when you ask me for a wash, I'm going to humor you. I know that for, the most, for, the, for most players, it's only the stress of the moment weighing them down. But if you're that player focusing on where the dealer cut the deck, if the cards were washed, or if that dealer has a history of pushing you pots, it's time to change your mindset. Start considering what you can do on and off the felt to improve your game, and that uh, dealers look at uh, players who don't ask them that question as sharks, and that people who do ask for deck washes are fish.
0: Yeah, and you know what? You know she's 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 telling you the truth there, but I you know I don't know how old this young lady is, but uh, I'm about to turn fifty nine. I've been involved in this since my late twenties. Um, it's I, and it's never changed. And, you know, her advice to those players is true. But I've seen what I consider to be pretty decent players. Like I said, you know, poker players are superstitious, as I like to say again. And they'll try to do anything to change their luck when they're running bad. Right. Uh, from changing seats to this wash to the new setup. And I haven't seen anything that has changed that. As a matter of fact, it might even be stronger now because there's so many players coming in and obviously when you're first starting out you're not a very good player so you see one person do it now you're going to say oh well maybe if i mix this thing up a little bit it'll help me uh get better cards and make better hands and like she says, that only comes through making yourself a better player and some people will learn that lesson but i just don't see this ever going away to a point where it's it's a minimal uh aspect of the game one final break we'll take here on the
1: program and uh, we'll finish things up when we return.
0: Uh, we'll take a look at the uh,
1: events out at the Poker Masters, see where those stand, and give you an idea of what's still to come in the uh, in the Poker Masters tournament. Uh, seven events out there at the ARIA and they are in events three and four right now. So we'll check it out. Uh, of course, you can watch all of that on Poker Go. We'll be back to finish up tonight's program when we return.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
1: However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the play for real game becomes available later this year. Final segment of the show tonight from South Florida. Uh, we had the big Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open that uh, kind of was a big event here. And then kind of there's a little bit of a lull here as we move into the fall. Of course, the uh, we will be checking out the Isle Open, which gets underway at the Isle Casino on October the 9th. And is played through the 30th. The main event starts on October 26th. So that will be one we'll check out. Before then, we'll have the Seminole Coconut Creek hosting the WSOP circuit from... Uh, The 13th of September through the 24th, so that's their 12 days there. We'll check that out as well and try to talk to some people in that one. And uh, certainly uh, things move along, but uh, sometimes only the names change, it seems like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Lots of great players down here in South Florida, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, The Women's Poker Summit we talked a little bit about last week. Uh, they had a lot of the big names in the world of poker uh, speaking at this event, and and uh, was basically a discussion on uh, why there's not more players playing. And uh, as a poker room manager, uh, we talked about how you need to enforce the anti-abuse of women uh, that happens all the time at the table. I was very
0: strong on that myself.
1: Make examples of those who do uh, dist- uh, exhibit misconduct. And uh, basically train your your staff to ha- to handle it the proper way. But uh, Matt
0: Savage had a good quote. It was, the poker room is not a locker room, and it, it isn't. And and guess what? You know I've mentioned that to my the people that I have trained. I've never allowed that. And when you say about making an example, like I said, whether it was professional or not, you know, and more than likely it wasn't on my part. But I would, I mean, I've walked right up to people. I have a very loud voice when I get upset or or excited. And I've said to them, you know, when I've personally heard some of the, the language that they've used at the table with either female sitting there, a female dealer, or any woman it, first of all, it shouldn't be allowed in the room period uh, you know if you 're playing in a private game, well, then you do what you want to do if it 's nothing but guys there. but when you've got ladies sitting there, whether it 's employees or or, or or poker players okay i 've walked up to them and i said i've yelled at them very loudly so that everybody in the room hears me and stops and I said, "Hey, how would you like me to talk to your mother that way or your wife or right. your daughter or your right. sister and i you know and then all, all of them have just shut the hell up." I've only had one guy came up to me and goes, hey, I didn't appreciate how you embarrassed me in there. I said, well, I didn't appreciate the way you talked, you know, all the the, the idiot things that came out of your mouth. I go, there's the door. No one's keeping you from, from, from walking out. Well, it's not just the
1: players. It's uh, all the women in the room, including the waitstaff. That's uh, what I'm saying. The wait-
0: waitresses. The uh, massage the wait staff, waitstaff, right. Massage therapists. And listen, it shouldn't be allowed, period. And, and what we've seen is that there's
1: people losing their jobs, people that makes a, make a lot of money in management because they've n- not, they've kind of encouraged it by turning a blind eye to it. And, and now you have to stand up for And, it.
0: Dave, I don't know if I mentioned this. I think I've mentioned this on another show once when we said, you know what the biggest problem, and, and I've gotten upset with some of my supervisors, and I know it because they've done it with me, but I can't allow this. I cannot allow somebody to talk that way, and the bad thing about that, Dave, my experience, whether it's true around the country or not, but my experience in my own room and what I've seen in other rooms is that, you know, the the worst behaving customers are, the are usually the best tippers. Yeah, so but you can't general, let that influence Because it's, you understand, if that person is not a good tipper, there isn't a problem from any dealer supervisor going, this idiot right here is the one who's doing that. And I'll walk by and I go, how come you didn't say anything to that person, you know? And I know the answer. I just want to see if the dealer is going to tell me. And they know they don't want to tell me that. But, you know, that is a problem. And, unfortunately, you have to make sure that your staff follows through with that. And if that means writing up your staff and, and, you know, and and putting them at jeopardy of maybe losing their jobs is the only way that you may have to go. And the same thing with dealers, I mean, I've reamed some of the dealers, and to be honest with you, some of them were even women. And I said, how do you allow this person to talk about women, you know, with you sitting there? Yeah, that's because when this guy wins a pot, he's throwing them $5, $10, you know, a, a, a green chip. And they figure, you know, and I tell him, like, all he's doing is buying you off for that amount of money. Your 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 self-esteem and your own, you know, self-respect should be, should be worth a hell of a lot more than having this jerk. And what people don't realize is the dealers and some of these supervisors who also get, you know, tipped on the side from these people is that by allowing this behavior, Dave, you're drawing people away from your room. So eventually you are costing yourself as a as a, as a manager all the way down from manager down to the wait staff, dealers, supervisors, everybody, chip runners in between. You're losing money. You're actually not making more money because you're drawing people away from your room. Women who are going to say, I'm never coming back here. Look at this. They don't do anything about this moron over here using this type of language and this boorish behavior. And you will start seeing those numbers go down. So in the long run, Dave, you can't allow this. And guess what? If I had to make an example, a hard example of somebody, I did. Hopefully that would curtail other other people from doing this okay that's just gonna
1: about do it for the show for us tonight i am looking at uh the event number three the twenty five thousand dollar plo event out at the poker masters down to four players uh brandon adams did make the final table but just got knocked out in fifth place so he's played in three events one one of them finished fourth in another and now fifth in a third so uh great performance out there by him 37 entries in a twenty five thousand dollar PLO, pretty good. Uh, The opening event was a $10,000 No Limit Hold'em. They had 69 players out in that one. And also the Short Deck Tournament is uh, being played now, uh, kind of in the early stages, so uh, we can't give you too much information about that. But I can tell you that uh, there there have been 30 entries in that one, 23 players still left, and uh, a lot of big-name players playing in this one. Kerry uh, Katz, uh, you all see in a lot of these big high-roller tournaments. Uh, Justin Young and other big names as well. The chip leader is Dominic Nietzsche, so that just gives you an idea of the quality of play out there. Uh, a couple of South Florida players are playing. Richard Kirsch involved out there, Jake Schindler, and, uh, of course, we mentioned Brandon Adams. So he jumped right into that uh, short-tech event, and he's now ninth in chips. So uh, pretty good, good tournament for, him. for this good guy. For him. That's going to do it for us tonight. Just to remind you that uh, the tournament, September the 18th at 8 p.m. on PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Be sure to check that out. Go to the site this week. Go ahead and just register for the site. Let us know that you're going to be in. If you want to send an email to let me know that you're going to play, uh, DaveBigLem at gmail.com is the way to go
0: there. And don't forget that number, that promo and number. Promo number
1: the day of the tournament?
0: 48. 52,
1: 50, 66. There you go. 48, 52, 50, 66. An easy way to remember it. And uh, we'll catch you at the table then on the 18th. But we got one more show between now and then, so we'll talk about it and that one as well. Gio, thank you for all your help as usual. Joe, you as well. We'll be back next week with another edition of Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.